This summer's blockbuster movies like Chronicles of Narnia, Indiana Jones, and Iron Man are coming soon to a theater near you. We'll talk to Ted Bear of MovieGuide.org for his take on Hollywood's latest. And June Hunt of Hope for the Heart joins us to talk about biblical counseling to provide hope and help for everyday problems. This is Jerry Johnson live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. How do you deal with fear and phobias? How do you deal with guilt and grief? Are you struggling with self-worth or suicide? How do you counsel somebody going through a depression or a divorce? Later in the program, we're going to talk to noted counselor June Hunt. She's just written a fascinating book, Counseling Through Your Bible. And we'll take your phone calls later in the program with June Hunt. But today, it's Friday. Are you excited? Work is over, and it's, uh, it's the weekend. A lot of folks go into the movies, and we're going to talk in this segment about the movies that are out and coming out. Tonight, Iron Man. Welcome home, sir. Put up the scanner, will you? What happened over there? I had my eyes open. I want to protect the people. I put in harm's way. Yeah, I can fly. See if this dog can hunt. There's been speculation that I'm parading around as a superhero. I'm just not the, the hero type, clearly. All right, the spring summer movie season is here. You got Indiana Jones coming out, you got Dark Knight, you got the Chronicles of Narnia, you got Iron Man. That was Iron Man. That's opening tonight. Well, I don't know a better fellow to talk to about all of this than Dr. Ted Bear. He um, is founder and publisher of MovieGuide.org. It's a website where you can get great information about the movies. And I asked Ted earlier today about some of these films and also about uh, the Hannah Montana controversy. I talked to him two hours ago. And let's talk about this today. Coming soon to a theater near you, we've got movies like Iron Man, Dark Knight, and Chronicles of Narnia. Welcome to the program, Ted. Great to be with you today. All right, Ted, let's listen to some trailers of movies that are coming out. Let's start with um, Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. 
In 2005, an extraordinary adventure began as Walt Disney Pictures and Walden Media brought the epic and moving story of the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe to the screen. The extraordinary cast and visionary creative team have been reunited to bring you the next chapter in the Chronicles of Narnia. Prince Caspian. Prince Caspian brings our four Pevensey children back to Narnia. 1,300 years have passed and the world they knew no longer exists. Walt Disney Pictures and Walden Media invite you to return to Narnia. All right, Ted, you always have the inside scoop. Tell us what we need to know about this movie. Well, let me do something uh, a little bit off your, your present track, and uh, then we'll get to there. Can we do that? Sure. Let me start out with Iron Man, since it opens today, and, uh, and we'll work our way to Narnia. Today is Iron Man. Next week is Speed Racer. Then, uh, of course, is... Uh, Prince Caspian, then after Prince Caspian is Indiana Jones. Iron Man is a uh, four-star movie that lags a little bit in the middle, so it's gotten uh, good reviews, but not great reviews. Um, but I think it's interesting that Iron Man is rated uh, PG-13, and uh, Speed Racer the next week is rated uh, PG, but we gave a little bit uh, harsher rating to Speed Racer mm. than Iron Man because it takes uh, Speed Racer takes our Lord's name and <laughs> oh, really? Which was, which was annoying to us. And now, that never happened like on the uh, TV version. That never happened on the TV cartoon. Never happened on the TV <laughs> version. So um, both of them are, are clean in terms of, uh, of sex, and uh, uh, both of them are very high-octane uh, action adventure <laughs> with a lot of uh, action battles. N- not the blood and guts and gores, but the comic book action battles. Uh, so both of them compare well, but really both of them are 13 and up. They're not, they're not young children movies. Then when we move into the Prince Caspian Chronicles of Narnia, I'm going to see that tomorrow night. That's mm. why I put that off. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Disney is doing its junket. They saw, showed me a big, extensive part of it, and I want to put this into context. Jerry. When, I saw the, uh, when we saw originally Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, they said, don't you like the ending? And uh, this was about five and a half months out, and mm-hmm. I said no, <laughs> because the ending, they had taken it from being coronated by Aslan, who, of course, is the Jesus figure, right. the emperor, son of the emperor, and had the four spirits of the winds coronating <laughs> the four children, the spirit of the east, the spirit of the... And I oh, thought boy. I was back at the Howdy Doody show. Now, <laughs> nobody else here knows the Howdy Doody show, but... You remember uh, those uh, golden days. So I said, no, you got to get back to Aslan because 90 million people have read the book. Mm. And when they showed yes. me uh, about three months ago uh, large portions of Prince Caspian, they said, We're, well, Adam and Adamson, who, Andrew Adamson, who is, has gotten more familiarity with the books, he's taken more liberty and he's make it more Harry Potterish. Mm. And I said, don't do that. Yes. So the next day I had a meeting with the president and then uh, before that a meeting with the chairman and said, whatever you're going to do, you know, make this to be the Lion, the Witch, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia, mm-hmm. and not that you've gone into a cutting-edge direction. We don't need that. So tomorrow night I will be seeing Prince Caspian in New York. I'll be interviewing all the top talent 
on Sunday. And, uh, Jerry, if you want, we can talk next week, and you can get the first scoop on what's going on there. Well, let's just plan to do that. Uh, again, this is Jerry Johnson Live. Our guest is Dr. Ted Baer. He is the founder and publisher of MovieGuide.org, probably the premier. No probably about it. This is the premier place for you to find out about movies that are coming out, uh, what's good, what's bad. And Ted puts together some great publications as well every year. Ted, um, so many times when we talk about the movies and the media, you know, there's a lot of bad news and Christians are concerned but uh, I've heard you speak uh, several times recently about positive trends in the last two or three years. For instance, in the pro-life community, I mean, we've really seen some, some positive movies come out with, with the pro-life message. Could you address that? Right. Last year there were five pro-life movies. Three of them uh, were noteworthy, and two of them were, were pristine. Of course, the most pristine of all was Bella. The probably the most powerful drama of all was August Rush, and mm-hmm. uh, and, a, and a pretty good little quirky movie, which did say that this is a precious little blessing of Jesus, and God doesn't want you to abort your children. Had a strong faith message was Juno, mm-hmm. although it was a little bit more cutting edge in places, and I cannot recommend it because mm-hmm. of that. And then the other one was Knocked Up and Waitress. Both of them had pro-life uh, messages, but they went too far into being. Edgy. Uh, cutting edge. Yes. The interesting thing is that Disney, which, uh, of course, had been giving everybody fits about five or six years ago, has made a commitment a year ago that they're going to do, and they didn't do any of these movies uh, that we just mentioned, but they made a commitment they're going to have plenty of romance with no sex, plenty of action with no violence, and plenty of dialogue with no foul language. And the first movie to hit the uh, theaters with that uh, criteria was Game Plan, a football movie. When I got it, about two-thirds of the way through, and I hadn't lifted my pen to write down one obscenity wow. or serenity. I said, they did it. They made a football movie without any foul language. I am absolutely amazed, and they've continued in that pattern. Even College Road Trip, which could have gone in another yes. direction, was clean <laughs> as a whistle. And then I've seen that um, my friends at GeneWorks, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, said he didn't want to make Disney movies with cute characters but about a month ago, I saw Kung Fu Panda, which opens at the end of June, and it is clean, and an American <laughs> Girl doll, and that is clean, too. So uh, every time you see one of these films, Jerry, it's a little bit of a shock because you're expecting the axe to fall at any minute. And, and even the, you know, the Speed Racer, although we're upset that they put in that one mm-hmm. profanity, which they did not need to do, we don't know whether the uh, actor put that in. I remember a friend of mine had produced mm. the movie Rain Man, which was a great movie, and he said he wanted it to be a G-rated movie because it reflected the story of a person who is mentally challenged and the challenges they go through, mm-hmm. and it was really reflective of somebody in his family. But he said Tom Cruise put all the foul language in it, which gave him the R rating. So sometimes a big, giant actor like Tom mm-hmm. Cruise can destroy a movie, and uh, that may have gotten the bad word into uh, Speed Racer. This is Jerry Johnson Live. Our guest, Dr. Ted Baer. He's chairman of the Christian Film and Television Commission. Uh, Ted, I know that God has granted you favor with Disney leadership and others. I want to ask you this question. Uh, what's your view of this Hannah Montana uh, scandal of the past week and this uh, suggestive photograph? Well, you know, I think that her father and uh, and the people who are close to her and, uh, and Billy Ray has been at the Movie God Awards and, uh, you know, he should have uh, been more protective. Sometimes when you're doing it, you don't uh, mm. get a grasp of where you are. So I'm not uh, 
totally. I, you know, I know the photographer. I've known her for 40 years, and uh, uh, she's a cutting-edge photographer, and uh, her personal lifestyle is not something that we would uh, emulate. I was proud of Disney coming down hard against this. Disney yes, they did. did. not want this to happen. And Disney, instead of taking the stand that this is artistic license and all of that, came down very hard that they were upset. And uh, that shows me that there's been a sea change, a climate change, an attitude change at Disney. And I'm proud of that, that they were willing to stand up. And, of course, there was a cartoon today uh, with two little girls standing in front of their mother saying, uh, can I show you my Hannah Montana outfit? And that's the type of influence that these movies and, and stars have. I mean, they're just, you know, two little girls standing in front of the mother, Hannah Montana outfit, and the mother looks shocked. So, uh, you know, children get their scripts of behavior from these stars. And uh, every time a star does that, stoops to conquer, whether it's Lindsay Lohan, uh, I think there have been only two actresses that have gotten away with it, but most of them, their career has ended they end up never making a dime again and mm. end up shoplifting on on, Beverly, on Rodeo Drive. So there's there's a disaster for stars that go down the road of thinking that they're going to play a prostitute and recover. They usually do not, their careers do not recover. All right, that's Ted Bear. Tonight, Iron Man opens, and in two weeks, Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian, and then the next week, May 22nd, Indiana Jones, and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. In fact, later in the program, I ask Ted Bear, what should we expect with Indiana Jones? And so stay tuned for that. Toward the end of the program, I'll have Ted Bear's inside scoop on Indiana Jones. But coming up next, how do you counsel someone who's addicted to alcohol or drugs? How do you go through fear or phobia? Are you struggling with uh, self-worth? You having suicidal thoughts? Maybe you know someone who is consumed by anger. We're going to talk to June Hunt about these and other, you know, really personal issues. And so maybe it's a struggle that you have, or maybe someone you know, a spouse or a child or a friend. She's written a book called Counseling Through Your Bible. We're going to talk to her about how to talk to others about these issues. And we're going to talk about some of the issues and what the Bible has to say. This is Jerry Johnson Live. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian 
frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's criswell.edu. That's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That opens uh, May 22nd. And at the end of this program today, we're going to ask Ted Baer what to expect with this new Indiana Jones movie. You don't want to miss that. But uh, right now, I want to ask you a question. Uh, Do you know someone struggling with divorce or drug addiction or overeating? How do you minister to them? Or maybe it's you and you're struggling with fear or you are consumed by worry, or you just need hope, where do you go? Well, I believe you go to the Bible, and our good friend June Hunt has just written a fascinating new book called Counseling Through Your Bible Handbook. June Hunt, you can hear every day here on KCBI, Hope for the Heart, at 3 o'clock every day, and then at night, Hope in the Night. It's a live call-in counseling show, but we've got June on right now. June, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much, Jerry. It's wonderful to be with you. June, uh, this book looks like an incredible tool. I want to say I wish I would have had this book while I was a pastor for mm. 12 years because uh, you know, even though I'd been to Bible college and seminary, uh, there were topics and issues, you know, when folks came in, oh, yes. and I needed a ready reference like this. And so I want to recommend this book to our folks, Counseling Through Your Bible Handbook. June, I want to go straight to some of these topics. And, uh, you know, there are some really intriguing ones like divorce and drugs and overeating. But I was really uh, interested that you put in some topics like fear. I mean, that's a very simple word. Mm-hmm. But uh, fear is powerful. Could you just talk about uh, what you have observed out there as a counselor, people struggling with fear, and some of the answers in the Bible that you've pointed to in this book? Well, let's be practical. No one wants to live in a state of fear, and yet God gives us the ability to have fear, and that means the fight-or-flight response or freeze. But, you know, instead of just saying, well, I shouldn't have any fear, there's something wrong if I have fear. No. When I am afraid, I will trust in you, the Scripture Mm -hmm. says. Mm -hmm. Now, it's important to realize that if we're living in a state of fear, then we need to evaluate, do I have excessive fear? Uh, Am am I having fear that's irrational? Um, Basically, it's understanding what has God said to us, and this is one of the interesting things, Jerry. I'm I'm actually uh, interested that you started with uh, fear. Whenever we have something in our lives that is uh, emotionally powerful, uh, let's say uh, something that is deeply wounding, Uh, someone is is about to leave us, and this was a significant person in our lives, and we go, I I hate the thought of 
life alone without this person in my life? Well, of course, there's is a, a sense of fear at that point. Well, what's interesting is the Bible has already said truth sets us free. Mm. The, do not be... Um, uh, we're not to be consumed by the world. We are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Science today has proven that the emotional part of our brains, which is the in the limbic uh, system, um, while that's most, the most powerful part of our brain and our in our, our uh, responses, the the only thing that overrides those powerful emotions is the language center of our brain, moving into the problem-solving. So the more you speak the truth, you will literally have control over fearful emotions. And therefore, one example is we have 10 scripture memory cards uh, or 10 scriptures that uh, to, to say over and over. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when you speak those words then over a period of time, it calms your emotions. Now, we didn't know this um, scientific part until recently, but this shows, again, the Word of God is so powerful. The Word of God is accurate, and if we'll just apply what the Bible says, the repetition of that truth to set us free. And I would suggest one of my favorite passages that most people don't exactly know by heart, but you, you'll, it'll be familiar to uh, most people, would be uh, Deuteronomy 31.8. Uh, most people quote a different part, uh, a, a different adaptation of this verse, mm-hmm. but I love this. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will mm-hmm. never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And so if you personalize that, just say, thank you, Lord, that you go before me. You will be with me. You will never leave me nor forsake me. I will not be afraid. I will not be discouraged. And to say that again and again, and you find the repetition of the truth, the truth sets you free. June, I just want to say to our listeners, you know, I'm looking at this chapter. You have the symptoms of fear. How do you replace fear with faith? You have these scriptures. How do you help others who are struggling with phobia and fears? Uh, folks, this is an excellent resource. Again, the book is called Counseling Through Your Bible Handbook, written by June Hunt. And we're going to open up the phone lines now. The number is 800-881-9270. You may have a question about divorce or drugs or overeating or suicide or self-worth. You might want to ask June, how do I talk to my friend, my spouse, my coworker about this particular issue? June is here, ready to take that call. 800-881-9270. Or there may be someone you say, you know, this is actually my struggle and I want, I want to ask June a question. Again, the number 800-881-9270. June, I want to go to another one uh, that I see here, and that is anger. What are you seeing out there today, uh, people struggling with anger? You know, the other folks, and what's interesting, we all have our own struggles. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we're surprised that maybe something like anger, you know, is a problem for some people when it's not maybe for us. Uh, what are you seeing out there? Well, Anger is actually a secondary response to one of four sources. Every time you feel anger, evaluate. Is it hurt, injustice, fear, or frustration? Mm. What is the root? Because the root causes 
the, the four sources of anger are hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. Mm. And that's helpful because some people say, well, I just can't help being angry. I just can't. Well, no. Uh, what you do is you look at the cause. What is the cause mm-hmm. of it? And then you literally approach the solution based on what is is the cause. If, if someone has uh, deeply... Um, um, upset you because you see injustice. Uh, well, Jesus was angry. And in fact, we see the Bible says, be angry, but do not mm-hmm. sin. But what did Jesus do when he saw the injustice? The source was the injustice taking place when, um, when he saw basically uh, people uh, making a robbery, if you will, of the temple and, and, and false exchanges of, of money, people coming to give uh, sacrifices, and they had to purchase uh, sacrifices uh, from, maybe they came from another, another country. Uh, well, the fact is, it was, it was uh, uh, unjust what was going on. Well, Jesus took action, hmm. and he literally wiped out <laughs> the, uh, the whole temple area uh, got rid of the so people there. So really, depending upon the source, the response, the proper response is a different kind of response, depending on the source. Well, yeah, let me it, tell it, folks... It, it, let, me, let me say it this, this way. Think of anger like the red light on the dashboard of your car, mm. saying something's wrong, something's <laughs> right. wrong, something's wrong. Now, Jerry, when you drive in to work, and if you see that red light, do you just all of a sudden abandon your car? What, what, what do you do if you see that red light? Look at the other gauges. Find out which, which uh, one is giving you the problem. Right. You evaluate yeah. what is the cause, and then you take action. Very good. Well, let me tell folks, this book uh, answers how can anger be resolved? What is the root cause? Um, admit your needs. Abandon your demands. I mean, June gives you these scriptures and really these techniques, how to help others. Again, the book, Counseling Through Your Bible Handbook. We're on live with June Hunt. June, we've got callers already calling in. Let's just go to some of these callers, because I always find that very helpful and interesting. We've got Georgia on the line from Dallas, Georgia. You're on the air with June Hunt. What's your question? Uh, yes, uh, my husband um, has committed adultery several times, and as of recently, I just... We've been married 16 years, and there's been eight women in our marriage. And emotionally, I mean, I hang on to Jesus. I can't get it through a half hour without him, but I don't think I can take any more. I've had to have more HIV tests than anybody, and my fear is getting a venereal disease. Uh-huh. What? What? How do I get rid of that fear? And, I mean, I forgive him, but what do I do? Georgia, thank you for calling. Now, let me just tell you, June, that we've got about a minute in this segment, but we'll come back. Georgia, if you want to hold for more interaction, we can do that. But June, get started, and then we'll finish up in the next segment. All right. Uh, Forgiveness is wise. Forgiveness is biblical. Uh, Forgiveness is different from reconciliation. With reconciliation, there needs to be a change of mind with a change of heart where two now can be reconciled together. And uh, when you're talking about uh, a repetition of adultery and basically a a heart that's not changed, then you have a decision to make in regard to how you are going to uh, interact with your husband from this point on. 
You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live with June Hunt, and we're just talking here with Georgia about uh, adultery, divorce, forgiveness, reconciliation. We're going to complete these thoughts when we come back. We've also got Kelly on the line from Mansfield just with some questions about counseling. This is Jerry Johnson Live, our guest June Hunt. Also later in the program, what can you expect from the upcoming Indiana Jones movie? We have an insider from Hollywood to tell us all about it. He's a Christian. This is Jerry Johnson Live. We'll be right back in a moment. That's Indiana Jones coming up in a few weeks. The first two movies, um, well, a mix. You had The Lost Ark, and then you had uh, The Temple of Doom. What was that? And then, of course, The uh, Cup of Christ, now The Crystal Skull. Uh, what should Christians think about this upcoming movie? We've got Ted Bear coming up in the last segment. But right now we're talking to June Hunt. She's written a book, Counseling Through Your Bible Handbook. And we're talking about all sorts of topics, fear, hope, worry, anger, divorce, drugs, and overeating. And uh, we've still got Georgia on the line. June Hunt is still on live with us. Georgia, do you have a follow-up question uh, for June? Or maybe, June, you want to break in here? Uh, well, I would just like to know biblically what God would suggest about divorce. Well, there is a specific reference. Um, when there is an unrepentant heart, um, what you see is in... Matthew nineteen nine, that um, there are biblical grounds for divorce when there has been sexual unfaithfulness, uh, sexual immorality. Uh, now, this is what I suggest. You will hear people advise you, well, you need, just, you need to go on and just get a divorce. Or some, some people say, uh, well, you mustn't get a divorce. You know, that, that would be uh, wrong. Uh, that's unbiblical. No, you have biblical grounds. You, though, need to listen to the Lord. You ask Him what He would have you do. Because while well-meaning people will be communicating to you, that they're feeling for you, they're trying to help. And yet, this is where I know the, the Spirit of God can communicate what is right for you in this situation. Um, yes, you have biblical grounds, but some people choose not to take uh, that road, and others do because the only reason I can assume that is because God has confirmed to them that that person will never change. And uh, so, so be so close to the Lord. And, and meanwhile, Isaiah fifty-four five says, uh, "Hang on to this scripture." Isaiah fifty-four five, your Maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. In other words, while your husband is not willing to be a true husband in the way he should be committed to you, meanwhile, there is one who is committed to you, and that is the Lord himself. Your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. Thank you so much. Thank you. Georgia, oh, uh, thank let me ask this one question. Honey, are you blaming yourself? As, are you thinking, well, if I had just done this, he wouldn't have done that? No. Good. Okay. I, I did the first few times, but uh, no, okay. not, not anymore, because I know who I am in Christ. I'm a child of God. Yes. 
and I was bought by a price, and I know that um, I'm okay with me. Well, no one makes another person commit adultery, yeah. and yet so often the unfaithful spouse is saying all kinds of of uh, incriminating words, but right. in truth, uh, the, it's just what I call blame shifting. Right. You can't make another person uh, be unfaithful, and he has chosen his course. Right. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you, Georgia, so much for sharing with us, and we'll be praying for you. We've got Kelly on the line from Mansfield. You're on the air with June Hunt. Hi, uh, Kelly. Hi, June. Thank you for taking my call. Well, you're welcome. How can we help you? Well, it's really quite remarkable. Uh, just today I uh, gave your website to my girlfriend to try to get in touch with you. Oh, <laughs> honored. Thank you. Uh, well, and you know, she's been coming to me. Uh, she's in uh, troubled marriage. Her husband is an alcoholic, mm. and he's he's um, been violent in the past. You know, and oh. she said that there's been about a year. You know, they sought counseling with our, our pastor, and... Um, still verbally abusive through the whole year, and, and the drinking has con- has continued. And I guess oh, it's getting worse in um, recent um, violent outbreak. And I actually, uh, another man in our church that knew about it has uh, confronted the husband with the pastor, and she comes to me for advice and counsel, and I just really don't know how to counsel her. And <laughs> Yeah. Well, would you like to hear what the Bible counsels? I would, I would love to. All right. Good. Specifically, and many people are not aware of this, um, the Bible specifically says a hot-tempered man must pay the penalty. If you rescue him, you will have to do it again. That's Proverbs nineteen nineteen. And then also, you look at specifically what do you do when someone has anger out of control. Uh, Proverbs twenty two twenty four says, Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not, listen to this, do not associate with one easily angered. Mm-hmm. Now, what this means is she must not stay in harm's way, based on the Bible. She needs to move out of harm's way, and if she doesn't, he will just continue. In fact, what you see is uh, the, anyone who works in this area of domestic violence will tell you that the abuse only escalates unless there is some kind of intervention. And so he needs to obviously learn how to deal in a healthy way with anger at times when he has anger. Um, but a verbal and emotional abuse are just part of the uh, the package when there is uh, a, a spousal abuse. Mm-hmm. So basically, she needs to get out of the way uh, based on, again, what the Bible says. Now, you'll, you'll have some people say, oh, but, but the Bible says wives submit to your husbands. Mm-hmm. Well, that is true. Uh, the Bible says that. But also you see that we are to submit to the governing authorities. Well, it's against the law to right. beat a wife or any kind of, of um, violence toward anyone. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, the highest of all, there's a hierarchy of submission, and the highest of all is we must obey God rather than man. And right. God says uh, in his word, put away your violence and make the righteous secure. So um, she needs someone uh, like you, 
since you want to help her, I want to encourage you to, um, whether you get our material on wife abuse and verbal and emotional abuse or, uh, or from any other source, one thing that uh, you can know for sure is there is a safe place for her to be if, if there is no other place, and that is, uh, that's why shelters uh, for women and children exist, mm-hmm. and they are confidential. And so um, we have, we've been contacted uh, by thousands and thousands of people at our ministry with our specific uh, biblical counseling keys. We have a Heart of the Matter series, meaning this is a four-CD set, and it just gives counsel as to what to do step-by-step uh, step, uh, when there is this type of, of attitude toward um, uh, a spouse. Uh, t- t- now, do, do you see that where, when it doesn't happen consistently, you know, on a regular basis, where um, I mean, really, because she, I think she feels safe most of the time, and so she stays. And he threatens. Like the the most recent thing is her biggest worry is he's he's given her the ultimatum of proving herself worthy of him not divorcing her. And I, I think her greatest concern is that he would do that and and leave, you know, her and her child. And well, the I'm problem thinking, is this: this is not a healthy marriage relationship. Right. With these kinds of threats, this is actually battering her sense mm-hmm. of value, of of her sense of God-given worth. Right. And what you find is, and this is what is so interesting. The more you stay in this type of situation, the less respect, meaning with the same dynamic, the less respect he will have for her. It's when she starts to literally put down boundaries, uh, you know, and, and he may choose to leave, but that's his choice. The, the fact is she needs to learn what it means to have literal boundaries with him and with verbal and emotional abuse, uh, that the, the the emotional damage to the children is right. incredibly powerful and can take many years to turn around. So she's a protector. She she needs to be a protector of her children. Right. Well, but, and that's what I have seen is that her self worth, and that's what I'm I'm going to try to focus on. As I've just recently agreed to really start counseling with her is that, you know, her worth is in, she's covered by the blood of the precious Lord. Kelly, that's good. Well, we, we're up on a hard break here. I hate to cut in here, oh, but this okay. is Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking with June Hunt. Kelly, thank you for calling in. And um, June, I think this is a great example. They, just these two callers of the great need out there for people just to get practical, biblical counsel. Um, your book, Counseling Through the Bible, Tell folks how they can get it. I see it's published by Harvest House. Uh, how can folks get a hold of this? Well, it's uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, it's in uh, certain Christian bookstores. Um, HarvestHouse.com. I guess you could HarvestHousePublishers.com. Yes, uh, Hope for the Heart. Uh, you can go to your website. Uh, yeah, that's yes. great. Um, but uh, prayerfully, this is the practical help that we need at, when you need help uh, to offer at your fingertips. It's great. Uh, that's why we have this. Again, the name of the book, Counseling Through Your Bible Handbook by June Hunt. And let me just say again, you can get this kind of calling, interaction, 
Counseling every night at 11 o'clock right here on KCBI. June is on Hope in the Night. It's a call-in counseling show. Also, every day at 3 o'clock, Hope for the Heart. And June, I want to say that folks uh, certainly will also want to consider uh, the counseling program here at Criswell College. We have the Hope for the yes. Heart Chair of Biblical Counseling, which you helped us establish with Dr. Steve Hunter. We love you. We love uh, your example, your ministry, your partnership with us, and we'll have you back soon, June. Thank you so much, Jerry. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Coming up next, Raiders of the Lost Ark. What do you expect from this new movie? We'll talk to an expert. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. This ain't going to be easy. Not as easy as it used to be. I like the music. I like the action. I like the style. But will we like this movie and the theme? You know, that's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull comes out in three weeks. We want to know, will it be like the first movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Pretty good theme. Or will it be like the second movie, The Temple of Doom? I thought I thought that was a loser. I think most people did. And, in fact, Harrison Ford said he made the third movie to make up for the second one. And that was The Last Crusade and the going after the Holy Grail. I like that one as well. But uh, the title of this one makes me kind of concerned. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Is this going to be an occult theme? What do you think? Well, we went to our movie expert, Dr. Ted Baer. Again, he leads the Ministry of Christian Film and Television Commission. He also is the founder of MovieGuide.org. That's a great resource if you want to find out about the movies. And I asked Ted Baer, what should we expect with Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? You know, we don't have a crystal ball. We do have uh, <laughs> a lot of skull. statistical analysis. So that's where we come from. And I think they're going to make it very... Uh, uh, broad audience. I think mm-hmm. they want to get everybody in there. I think Spielberg has learned his lesson, uh, of course, and uh, Lucas with uh, w- Bore of the Worlds and some of the other movies, AI, that have just uh, bombed at the box office. 
so I think if they're wise, they're going to make it broad audience, and and that's the indications. But I cannot tell you until it happens. Mm. And I'm and I love your the fact that uh, and I and I do agree that it's always God's favor. What we do is economic analysis of the box office. So you know it's like. Uh, when, what was that uh, brokerage firm when they talk, everybody listens. So we have the numbers to show that good films do better at the box office. What's your take on the Ben Stein movie, Expelled? Well, I love the movie. I'm very enthusiastic about the movie. It has not done well at the box office. Uh, well, it's done better than, than average. But what most people didn't understand, I'm looking at it in two different ways. Uh, one way is that the, the marketing did not reach into the... I spoke at Yale about two weeks ago, and nobody had heard of the movie, and mm. that's that's a crime. It should have been heard of in every yes. corner. You have to have tracking numbers. That means you've got to have awareness. The movie is certainly entertaining. It's got a very good arc, and it certainly has a wonderful point. It's a well-made movie. Mm. Uh, but there have only been two documentaries that have made their money back, really, at the box office. One was, uh, of course, Michael Moore's miserable movie, right. Fahrenheit, but the other one was a delightful movie, March of the Penguins. Uh, so, you know, t- for this movie, I think they mm-hmm. say that it was $16 million in print advertising and budget. To make its money back would have to be over $50 million. And since only two movies have done that, and since it's been performing in the 30 percentile, I doubt that it's going to uh, end up doing as well as it should have done. All right, folks, you want to go to movieguide.org. You can get more of this and uh, more detail, Dr. Ted Bear. Uh, you are a champion for us out there in Hollywood. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you, Jerry. All right, folks. So what in the world does uh, this Indiana Jones or even Expelled theme have to do with counseling? Well, when we talk about these issues with June Hunt like grief, guilt, fear, phobias, depression, divorce, uh, abuse. Uh, I think it's very important to remember that uh, most folks today... Uh, are not going to church. In fact, a lot of people have said, look, in the postmodern culture in which we live, the movie theater has replaced the church as the place where people hear powerful stories. They're moved. They may even cry. Maybe their life is changed by a movie. Well, I have problems with that because I do believe the church is the body of Christ. I believe church is the place to get the Word of God and to get your life changed. But the fact is, a lot of people go to movies who don't know where to look for truth. They go to these movies, and they're looking for a story. They're looking for a narrative. They're looking for something that will connect with their life. As I think of these Indiana Jones movies, he's always looking for something. He's looking for an ark. He's looking for a a skull in this next one. He's looking for the Holy Grail. And, um, you know, Pascal put it this way. He said, our hearts have a God-shaped vacuum that can only be filled by Jesus Christ. Augustine put it this way. You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. And that is, we are on a search. We are on a quest, kind of like Indiana Jones. Uh, Something's missing. Maybe you feel that way. Something's missing. And um, what is it? Well, I think the gospel speaks to that. In fact, I think of the two things and and the two movies I mentioned earlier. The Ark. What does that say? Well, um, I don't know if they meant this in the movie, but it certainly speaks to the gospel in that it contained the Ten Commandments. And um, those Ten Commandments show us that there is a God. He has moral demands and commands on our life. And uh, the bad news really is that we all fall 
fall short of that. Uh, the Bible says the Scriptures have concluded all under sin. All have sinned and fall short of the glory. You say, well, I haven't murdered anybody. Well, James says, if you keep the whole law, all ten points, but you break one, you're guilty of breaking all. Why? Because you've rebelled against the lawgiver, that is, the one true and living God, the God of the Ten Commandments. Well, I could go to that other movie that I like, which is the, when they're looking for the Holy Grail. Now, there's no magic in that cup, for sure, but in what that cup symbolizes... That is, the actual blood of Christ that was shed on Calvary. There is some power there. There is, there is something supernatural there. And that is the place when Jesus died on the cross that he took the penalty that you and I deserve to pay for breaking those Ten Commandments. The Bible says our sins were nailed to his body on the tree. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses from all sin. And when Christ died on that cross, He took the judgment, the separation, and the hell that we deserve for our sin so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be changed, so that we could be adopted into God's family, so that we could leave the kingdom of darkness and enter the kingdom of God's dear Son. Jesus died on that cross. He rose from the grave showing that the payment for sin was accepted. He he. He won a victory that day over sin, over death, over the devil, over the grave. And you need to believe. You need to receive. You need to turn to Christ. Admit your sin and your need and turn to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You should just cry out to God in prayer wherever you are right now. Lord Jesus, be my Savior. Be my Lord. Change my life. Well, next week, you're going to hear Dr. Barry Creamer, fascinating theologian and philosopher from Criswell College. And also, I'll be joining later in the week, Dr. David Cook of Oxford, England. And we'll take your calls. This is Jerry Johnson Live. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.